when one group of people can't move or one family has to be locked in their home or one individual is in the hospital alone, that kind of isolation has a profound impact on the human psyche. It has become an, really an existential crisis for us in Hawaii because we're so accustomed to welcoming people from every corner of the world. And we love that. To not be able to do that changes the way we exist. That's a clip from today's interview with Josh Green, Lieutenant Governor of Hawaii. And if you are planning on going to Hawaii anytime soon, you're going to want to stay tuned and listen to my conversation with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. So let's go. Welcome to Hawaii's Best Travel Podcast, where we help you prepare for your next trip to Hawaii. Discover the experiences, businesses, and stories that make Hawaii the Aloha State. And now your host, Brian Murphy. Aloha and welcome to episode 45 of, yeah. <laughs> of Hawaii's Best. That is my little girl, Ellie. Ellie, say hi. Hi. Ellie, what do you love most about Hawaii? I really like the pineapples. <laughs> you love the pineapples. That's our middle girl, Ellie, Ellie Joe. <laughs> who, Josie. Josie, sorry. On today's episode, we are talking about if you are planning a trip to Hawaii anytime soon, I would say between now and the next. Bring your swimsuits. <laughs> bring your swimsuits. <laughs> between now and the next six to nine months, you're going to want to definitely listen to my conversation with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. And we talk about the current travel restrictions and all that stuff that you need to know that is up to date. But before we even dive into today's conversation, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new here, thank you so much for your time. And if you've been around for a little while, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and drop a review below. And eat the pineapples. They're so good. <laughs> and eat the pineapples. They are so good. They are definitely sweeter and more juicier in Hawaii. Right, Ellie? Juicier than apples, but apples are my favorite. <laughs> Very good. Lieutenant Governor Josh Green is a local doctor, husband, and father of two who has spent his life caring for Hawaii's families. After completing his medical training, Josh joined the National Health Corps and started his life's work as a family physician and ER doctor in rural hospitals and clinics on the Big Island. Josh served in the Hawaii State House of Representatives from 2004 to 2008 and in Hawaii State Senate from 2008 to 2018, where he chaired the Health Committee and Health Services Committee. In 2005, Josh met his wife, Jamie, a local girl from Kenanohe, and they were married in 2006. In 2009, he was named Hawaii Physician of the Year. The hopes, challenges, and values of the families he cares for inspire Josh to do more to make life better for the people of Hawaii, and he is honored to serve as their Lieutenant Governor. So let's go ahead and let's talk story with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. Lieutenant Governor, I just want to say thank you so much. First of all, honestly, for your leadership, for you know, guiding not only Hawaii through this, but really the world, because people love Hawaii. They want to get to Hawaii. But I just want to say I appreciate you, and I just thank you so much for coming on Hawaii's Best today. Thank you. It's my pleasure, and it's work that 
my team and I were kind of made for. I'm still working as an ER doc this weekend, in fact. But the healthcare part of COVID drives our policy decisions out of my office anyway. And we want people to come to Hawaii. We want them to travel safely and we want them to have a great experience. But these are tough times for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I would assume that to get the most up-to-date info, people should go to hawaiicovid19.com. Is that correct? Yeah, hawaiicovid19.com is critical because that's where all of the relevant information is. They can follow our social media and get answers. Also, we post a lot of things. It's at LTGov Josh Green. But that official website does share which partners we use, what the updated rules are. They have my apologies. The rules that have changed. I would love to see more stability in the program. We're just wrestling with COVID. And so I really appreciate programs like yours and and extra information for people so that they can stay up to date, up to the minute. I appreciate that. It's it's incredible to think that we're in December now. And as we have this unique perspective, as we zoom out this past year, I know people have been glued to, to the news and up to dates and all that, but maybe if we could just zoom out and just kind of a 30,000 foot view, if you will, of how COVID-19 has impacted Hawaii. How would you answer that today? Well, COVID has impacted everyone in some way or another. And in Hawaii, it has impacted us in a profound way because we already start with some isolation from the rest of the world. And the isolation that the COVID pandemic has brought to the world when one group of people can't move or one family has to be locked in their home or one individual is in the hospital alone, that kind of isolation has a profound impact on the human psyche. It has become really an existential crisis for us in Hawaii because we're so accustomed to welcoming people from every corner of the world. And we love that. To not be able to do that changes the way we exist. We want to be careful about travel now. We want to make sure that there's not extra spread. But also changing how our day-to-day lives have gone has been a big change. So in March, when the crisis was beginning to roll through the world, the governor made the decision to basically close our borders. And we went into essentially a quarantine state. That meant that 99.6% of the people couldn't come here. Only a very small number with exemptions or for essential work or whatever could come. And that began to kind of loosen up as we got through the summer. We went through our own crisis here in June and July when we opened up our internal economy. Then July 4th hit and the COVID virus spread like wildfire through our own state. Our hospitals filled up with patients and we learned a lesson, which is you better darn well wear masks and socially distance and be careful. We came down off of that and we realized we couldn't stay isolated any longer And I began to conceive of the Safe Travels program with a lot of other good partners, and that would open us up. We hoped to open up on August 1st, but by then, COVID had been running wild on the mainland, and it became impossible to predict people coming. And so ultimately, October 15th happened, and we were finally able to open. So from a 30,000-foot view, it's been a roller coaster, and we're hoping to see essentially the light at the end of the tunnel now. Now, from you and just, I mean, no one signed up for this, but you as a leader, you you have to go through it. What have you learned this past year, just maybe through your team, your staff? What have you learned as a result of this crisis? Well, I've learned people can survive extraordinary challenges. Well said. It's amazing to watch families deal with extended unemployment just because of a rule or a virus. That's an amazing thing. Normally, we have these crises in our lives because a business shuts down or 
someone gets very sick. This one was an invisible crisis to the, you know, to the naked eye. But I learned that people can survive as long as they have a little bit of support. My team always charges for challenges. When we see an emergency, we like to go to it. That's natural for me as an ER doc. And the team I put around me channels that. So we are the right team to work on something like this. We're not perfect, but that has been something that we wear as a badge of honor. We were already focused on our other crisis in Hawaii, which is homelessness. And so we had kind of learned how to approach things. And then interestingly, a year ago today, we were in Samoa as a team. We took 75 people over to Samoa to vaccinate their whole country from a measles outbreak. And so it seems like the stars aligned a little bit for us to be involved and try to help Hawaii through this, this COVID crisis. Yeah, well said. Was it October 15th when Trans-Pacific Travel began to open up, granted a 72-hour negative testing without having to quarantine for 14 days? Within these last month and a half, how has that been for the, one, for the travel industry, but also two, for cases on Hawaii? You're right. That is when we began. We began on October 15th, 72 hours before one's departure. You get the test, nucleic acid amplification test. That's the PCR test, swab to your nose. And then you can travel and not have to quarantine. It has exceeded our expectations. It's not without challenges and there have been bumps along the road, but we have fewer cases now in Hawaii on a day-to-day basis. The average is lower than when we started back on October 15th. We have half as many people in the hospital as we did on October 15th, which is just amazing. Our cases have been steadily declining that way. We're the only state in the country, in fact, that has fewer people in the hospital getting care for COVID. Every other state has seen such a huge surge in their cases that we're mindful and extra careful. That's why you still see these rules and why the rules, though, seem arbitrary at times and maybe excessively tight, You know, having to have that test in hand before you travel. What we're really trying to do is say, be safe, Know that you're healthy before you travel. And if you can't travel this week, maybe two or three weeks from now, come to us. But we want you to be healthy. We want the person next to you to be healthy at the beach or on Haleakala on Maui or on Big Island at the volcano. We want you to be healthy and we want you to not worry about that when you're in Hawaii. So that's what we've experienced. But from a safe travels program, it has really exceeded every expectation. Mm. We did see some pushback on policy just because this virus, if I may, has a lot of people spooked. And it is scary. It's scary whether you live in Omaha, Nebraska, or Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or LA. The virus doesn't care where you're from. It doesn't care how old you are. And some of our counties that have less health care or have fewer resources, they have a lower tolerance for positive cases coming to the islands. But I'll tell you from a travel standpoint, it's not a travel problem. Individuals that are coming to Hawaii have gotten a test, they're negative, they're extremely low risk. That goes for the people sitting next to you on a plane too. We then did a follow-up survey and we found that a super, super low number of people were positive after arrival. It was like 0.22%. So if you look at the big numbers, we see that it's safe. Yeah, that's super important. Currently, what are the travel restrictions, procedures? Where are we at currently? Sure. So right now, as of this minute, yeah. you have to get a test from a trusted partner. That's really important. So you go onto our website, hawaiicovid19.com, and look at that list carefully because it breaks my heart when someone 
goes and gets a really good test, but they got it from someone that we just haven't worked out the partnership with. Yeah. I've heard that case so many times. So you go to our website, you pick a partner that is on that list. You get the test within 72 hours of your departure, and then you are good to go. Of course, you have to be negative, okay? People say it's hard to get a test. I get it. I definitely get it. It is sometimes hard to get a test. But the point is travel in the era of COVID is challenging. So you get that test, you have to have your result in hand, and then off you go for your trip. Now, you also have to be thoughtful about what happens on the backside. If you get sick while you're here, we're going to provide care for you. But we have seen some of the mayors ask for additional testing at the airports. It's just a precaution. If a person tests positive there, we'll do a double check to make sure that their test is not a false positive. But at the end of the day, I've, I've done a lot of soul searching on this, and I think everyone would agree, if you're carrying COVID, even if you're an asymptomatic positive, you don't want to be spreading it. And such a small number of travelers are positive, we understand that risk. And it's just a bargain that we make. It's kind of traveling with Aloha, as I've said on a few occasions. You travel here safely, and our commitment to you is to keep this climate and environment safe for you. Got it. That makes sense. In your perspective, and I know it's kind of almost day to day, but we've learned more about this virus this last year and as we're still battling it. But just from your perspective, what are you hoping or what are you looking forward to in the future from your perspective? What I'm looking forward to is a rational process in the coming weeks where we are able to vaccinate our healthcare workers and our basically our most high-risk individuals, our kupuna, elderly, who are in nursing homes, personal care homes, and so on, because they have the highest risk of dying if they contract the virus, and our healthcare workers need to be safe to not spread it. So that's the immediate future. That makes a lot of other things possible, because that brings down our concern and risk that we would ever have to shut down because of a lack of healthcare services. Then about two months later, we expect to vaccinate a broad number of people across Hawaii, So that no matter what, whatever the conditions are in the mainland or in Europe or in Asia, we know that we will not have a significant outbreak here no matter what happens with travel because we welcome travelers. That's important to us. The right number of travelers, yes. Enough safety, yes. But we love having people here from all different cultures, from all corners of the world. So when we vaccinate most of our people, then we won't have to worry that tourism is a challenge for our state. And that's important to me. That's kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. I intend to be vaccinating people personally as a physician because I see the value in, number one, showing that it's safe. I mean, I'll take it myself, of course. And two, knowing that our citizens are one by one getting protection against the virus. Got it. Now, I feel like you've kind of already answered this, but someone is planning, especially right now, thinking about holiday season and Holiday season in Hawaii is amazing. And even as we get into January, February, March, if someone's planning a trip within these next four months or so, what advice would you give them as they're preparing to travel with Aloha, as you say? My advice to people would be just prepare well for the trip. Anticipate that you do need to get the test so that you can clear the quarantine considerations. Very important. I don't want you to travel here and then be trapped in a 14-day quarantine. That's not a vacation, right? Right. And so prepare that way. Make sure that after you get your test, you kind of lay low for a couple days because you don't want to get very unlucky and catch the virus in between. And then come and have an extraordinary trip. 
I think that Hawaii, because we've kept our numbers lower than most places, is actually a safer place to go. And that's a blessing. My mom is coming in February. I can't wait to see her. She's going to see the grandkids. She's 77 years old. So she's not without some risk for her. We're hoping that she qualifies to get the vaccination before she travels. We might wait another week or two just in case if that's, you know, if that's what's meant to be. So if you're very fragile or you've gone through health considerations, take that extra precaution. If you can get the vaccination, it's good before long trips. Otherwise, really do what's important. Get the test. Make sure you know you're going to wear a mask when you're traveling and when you're here. That's key. And you will have a great experience. Cool. What about you? What has kept you driven, focused, determined? A lot of adversity and happened this year, but what, what keeps you kind of centered and, and grounded? For me, this is really an extension of what I always have done, which is mm. provide health care. So the lieutenant governor job is not really clearly defined in gotcha. our state or in a lot of other places. So it was really a strange twist of fate that the biggest challenge that we had in our state was actually a healthcare challenge. So for me, it's an honor just to be able to use some of the skills that I've acquired over the years. I came to Hawaii actually with the National Health Corps from the East Coast. So I came to Hawaii for the purposes of treating people with illness. And when I became lieutenant governor, I always thought I'd focus on social issues and health issues, but then who would have guessed that we'd have a global pandemic to deal with? So for me, that fuels me. I also see it as a significant challenge to overcome. And as an ER doctor, I see the fear in people's faces when they are faced with the unknown and uncertain challenges like an invisible virus. And I know that I can bring some calm and try to help that way. So it really is up my alley to work on this challenge. But we have so many good people that are doing it. Uh, Hyema and General Hara, Department of Health has great personnel. The challenges are many, but for our team, we like to lead on these kind of things. So we're right in the thick of it now as we continue to try to make the Safe Travels program better. Yeah. It's always a challenge, but day and night we're working on that. But that's for people to come and be a part of Hawaii still. Then, of course, the vaccination so that we don't see at any point a large outbreak that takes a great toll on our, especially our kupuna. And finally, just think about what the sense of satisfaction is going to be for our state and places all around the world when we come through this challenge and we as humanity fought something back that really wasn't fighting between ourselves. I see that as a great potential unifying force. So I think that COVID, while it's been devastating to many, and of course, it breaks our heart to consider the 1.5 million people that have died from COVID, I also see a way for the world to start uniting. And Hawaii has always been a place for people to gather, Oahu, the gathering place. I think this is a way for Hawaii to leave its mark in a positive way. So I'm hopeful that we'll continue to have the lowest case rate, the lowest fatality rate, and be a place that leads in vaccinations and safety. That's how I approach this. And I'm really going to be proud of our state if we keep up this hard work and then bring back what's been an extraordinary relationship with the rest of the world. Love that. I love to know what do you love most about Hawaii? Well, it's certainly my wife and children is what (laughs) I love most about Hawaii. And they're an interesting mix of Hawaii. My wife is Hawaiian and Japanese. And so though I'm a, a Polish Jew with some Russian background, I've been welcomed to Hawaii as a a part of the fabric that is very multicultural. 
I'm Jewish and Christian. My wife is, well, she's Mormon. So you see these wild mixes and it's very wonderful to see because I don't see the same kind of racism. I see less classism here than in other places. And I think that's one of the the really special things about our state. That's what I love. So it hurts when we don't get to be with each other and we don't get to see our friends. They're friends I haven't seen in six months. I can't believe it. Yeah. And that's difficult, but I am seeing a lot of my family and a lot of card games and <laughs> Mandalorian and ordering pizza. So, you know, we've, we've, we've bonded on a lot of these things. Right. Um, and I hope people are doing that in their families. I know it can be tough also. I still am away from home a little bit because I still cover the hospital weekends. And, you know, that's our balancing act. Yeah. But everyone's getting through this in their own way. And I can't wait to, you know, to have people throw the doors open and not worry about the virus or mask wearing or potentially getting their family sick. Maybe we could just go there and dream for a minute. Everyone who comes on the show, I love just to kind of float this question out there and see what they say. What advice would you give someone coming to the islands? Like maybe there's like that one spot you got to go to. There's that one, that one joint you got to, you got to go eat at. What's that for you? Boy, my, my favorite joint to go to. I eat a lot of Hank's hot dogs, I have to say. And so and that's, I'm not sure, a, a particular Hawaii delicacy. <laughs> but just to be able to go out and be in a shave ice line and not worry about it is kind of a nice idea right now for me and the kids. Yeah. Even that most basic thing has drifted a little bit for us. So it's really the basics. We don't, we don't like to go out fancy, honestly. We just like to be out. People are getting out again. They're getting out a little bit. They're back at the beaches and so on. But I just, I would just like to go get shave ice and not think about putting a mask on or all of the different stuff that goes with going out these days. Right. Totally makes sense. Just before we wrap, anything else you want to make sure we covered? Well, I would say this. If people are going to make one commitment to help get through this, this last phase of COVID, it really is wearing a mask. I've spent time with Dr. Fauci and the head of the CDC and tons of doctors and nurses. And I know people are t- constantly talking about pretests and post-tests and this and that. If people can just wear a mask and wear it very religiously, the risk goes way down that we're going to see spread of COVID. And that will help us through to the end. It's something that you don't have to put into your body and you don't have to worry too much about. It's not expensive. That keeps us safe. And so I hope everyone can do that because I, I much prefer to see people with a mask on their face rather than seeing them in the hospital if I'm caring for them on call. So that's what I'd ask people to do and have heart and hope that Hawaii is going to come back with the rest of the world. In fact, Hawaii will come back much faster than the rest of the world, if I can be honest, because we've done a good job keeping COVID down and because we we pretty much do care about our ohana. So I'm optimistic about the future. I think we've probably gone through the worst, knock wood, but we're here at the end. So hang in there, guys. Wear your masks and and get vaccinated if you believe in that. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Governor, for your time and coming on today. Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate your show. Absolutely. Well, I just want to say thank you so much again to Josh Green for coming on today. And to find out more information, again, go to hawaiicovid19.com for the most up-to-date info about travel to Hawaii and how COVID is impacting Hawaii. Also, you can go ahead and follow the Lieutenant Governor on Instagram at LTGov Josh Green. Well, if you found value in today's episode, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave a comment and reading below. Totally appreciate that. Until next time, be well, 
Aloha. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hawaii's Best Travel Podcast. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to subscribe. For more information to help you plan your next trip to Hawaii, visit hawaiisbesttravel.com.